Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get to our counterpoint. It's a busy one. We got Jamie Ellerton, principal over at Canaptus PR. And Andy Stinton, small businessman, also under the weather. Hello there. Happy rainy Monday. Happy rainy Monday. Oh, you sound good. I'm at home in my PJs. Oh, it's like my everyday. <laughs> the kind of girl I am. Just... I'm picturing them gray with like Snoopy and Charlie Brown on them. <laughs> oh, I don't. They're silk. The Those house. things are fake and silk. <laughs> Probably leopard, no? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, speaking out today, saying that the government will do whatever it can to help off laid off GM workers in Oshawa, says that uh, he'll get them back on their feet. We are disappointed by GM's decision regarding their plant in Oshawa as part of their global restructuring. Our thoughts are with those, uh, those whose jobs will be affected and their families. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Hashtags are not going to uh, cut it, Jamie. I'll start with you on this. How on earth could the government be caught so flat-footed? Um, you know, and now they're saying that they're going to help. And yes, last week they didn't help. Alberta at all like what's the prime minister going to do they can't save this thing so on this GM plant in Oshawa uh, obviously my heart goes out to those who've lost their jobs I remember how devastating it was when my father lost his job when I was growing up uh, and it, it hits families hard but mm-hmm. if you look at the specifics of this announcement and you follow what's going on in the industry the Oshawa plant has actually been on the chopping block for quite some time and been spared thus far it is the furthest northern production plant in the GM uh, production uh, chain and uh, it's Ultimately, this is kind of this. We this was hinted at for a long time, so I don't think it's a surprise. And I kind of take both the prime minister and premier Ford at face value when they said, "What can we do?" And the answer was nothing. Uh, the answer was nothing. So if I look at what I would like to see from this going forward, uh, you cannot subsidize your way to prosperity. Yeah. We ship millions of dollars to too many corporations. Look what we just done with Bombardier. Uh, I think if you look at how, frankly, generous and supportive the EI social safety net is, they're not losing their jobs today. This plant's going to be open until. December of next year, uh, there is tons of time to help these workers who are affected transition into new roles. If that means new retraining uh, to help them develop new skills to be competitive in today's workforce, great. But perhaps we can do something more on this. But the kind of uh, knee-jerk calls of like, oh, how didn't they know? Why didn't they save this? I'm so tired of hearing politicians shoving millions of dollars out the doors to bribe companies to bring their jobs here it's just it's not competitive and sustainable in the long term no it's not but when a company like gm like the one of the big three auto giants uh andy you know decides to pull up stakes that suddenly and no one seemed to have known we are once again reactionary and i'm not sure how you're going to help the gm workers because this plant can't be saved no and and i i'm i'm shocked and aghast i totally totally agree with what Jamie says. And if I was in the studio, I'd give him a big hug right now. Um, I'm, I, there's no way people, you could see this coming. I mean, if, if you look at GM, they make crappy cars, okay? They're in the, the bottom third of reliability. Uh, they've had nothing but problems all the way along with, um, 
with their, their quality of work, with their forecast for the future. They're making cars that don't sell. Right, so, but I mean, two weeks... It's, it's that simple. They make cars that don't sell, so they were bound to cut back. This wasn't rocket science. No, but Jerry Dias, as you well know, Jamie, had a huge part in NAFTA negotiations. Like, the guy had a seat at the table, and, and somehow, you know, they were speaking with GM and the automakers, and that would have been the time to ask. Y'all good? Y'all sticking around for a while? Like, how on earth, two months later, do we find ourselves with one less auto giant? Uh, Regardless they, of their They're closing cars. four plants in the U.S., including in Ohio and Michigan. Well, they're still negotiating some of those. Like, there's room to negotiate those. You know? Yeah, but Diaz is a new kind of stupid. I watched him today. I mean, this, this, this guy, I mean, what did he come from? The Muppet Show? <laughs> I'm going to take them on. It's tooth and nail. Yes, we're going to fight them on the shores. What are you going to do? What do you tell your people to do? Walk out and picket the plant for a job they're not going to have. This is a new kind of stupid. Half of this was probably caused by the unions. And he sat there in a... a an interview today on Global saying, we're the top of everything in our market. And as I said before, yeah, but your cars are crap. You had to recall three million of them because of the ignition uh, switch problem. People were killed, and yet you build a quality car. That guy's a new kind of dumb. Well, let's talk about that guy because um, he says that they're not going to go anywhere without a fight. They held a meeting this afternoon. They are planning to meet the prime minister tomorrow. Here is Jerry Dias. Uh, we met with GM today. And I'm here to tell you, and what we told them, they are not closing our damn plant without one hell of a fight. Well, they are going to close that plant, whether you get a fight or not. But, um, Andy, I'll start with you on this. This is a union openly campaigning for Mr. Trudeau. They've got a very close relationship. This is a, a union that also openly campaigns against the oil sands and projects there. Now he expects payment. But given the, the prime minister, you know, what's he going to do? This is a big voting base for him. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you know, the thing I've learned today is that when in doubt, say you're going to have a meeting, everybody's having a meeting today about what? <laughs> the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a meeting to discuss. I hate to praise politicians because you know how I feel about them. But Trudeau and Ford today came out and said it like it was. There's nothing we can do. It's a private company. They're moving on. The boat has sailed. We'll try and assist you. Meanwhile, this Muppet is standing there going, we're going to fight and we're going to do this. Go back to your meeting, bucko. So one of the opportunities here, I think, that actually exists, Alex, if I can try and be slightly optimistic, is we've seen a lot of transformation in the global economy, governance practices. A lot of things are changing that aren't the way that they used to be. When I hear Jerry Dias go off on like today, that today, he sounds like a teamster in the 1960s about to go kneecap someone. Yeah, He needs yeah. to actually drag himself into the 21st century. And perhaps there's some young union leadership there who actually see the issue and can actually help reverse the tide. If you look at private sector union participation rates in the economy, it's been plummeting. And it's sure. because you have posters and this kind of like showboating stance like that today that ultimately isn't delivering for its members. Right. But, the only but, but, growing unions in the country right, are but, public but sector unions. The prime minister has sold his soul to the devil because this is a union that he has an understanding with that he's going to have to deliver. So there's, there is going to be an expectation for Mr. Dias that the prime minister delivers. Let, let's go back to Dias because I agree with Jamie here. Why doesn't the union, after sucking all that union money out of its uh, union members at GM, maybe they could do something and maybe they in the future 
could offer to help these people that have been laid off. How's that for a radical idea? Yeah, well, that doesn't happen. I mean, that's this is, but, but speaks to your point, though, Andy, because this is this union is very activist. They are very political. So a lot of the union dues that they spend, Jamie, go to political activism. But really, what it should be about is for moments like this, when the workers are going to need help. Yeah, and if you look at how big Unifor is, of course, I forget who they merged with, but it was the merger of the CAW and uh, another union a short few years back. Uh, I think their business model has to change. The railing against the figurative man and these evil corporations, yada, 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 uh, they make them sound literally like they're behind the Berlin Wall railing against the West. Uh, they need to get into the future. They actually need to look at what are the needs of our members. If you look at the economy of today, no one ever signs up for a job, works there for 50 years, gets the pin, thank you, here's your retirement bonus. You're constantly having to stay current in technology and be building those schools. And so perhaps the union can actually start to look at what are training schools to diversify their skill sets so they're more employable and broader than just working in the auto sector. But that addresses the big issue here is that GM, you know, it's a private company, or it's... it's, it's, Well... (laughs) Yes. And it needs to... I wouldn't say it's really that private with all our billions. But anyway, go ahead. It needs to look to the future. 11 years ago, there was no iPhone industry. There was no smartphone industry. 12 years ago, when Tesla came along, they changed the industry in cars. And, And all of industry has to change and keep looking to the future. And that involves the union. It involves the education. I think GM is doing absolutely the right thing by looking at the new market and expanding into that. Those that don't have the talents, I'm very sorry for them, but you get dropped by the wayside, a bit like somebody who made horseshoes, you know, 100 years ago. Well, they still need horseshoes, those horses. That's one thing they need. Look, I'm going to stop because i got to go to break. Mr. Andy, you might be sick, but I'm going to shut you up. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. we got Jamie Ellerton and Andy Stinton. Hey, 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 stop. I was really enjoying that music on hold. It was Michael Jackson. Don't Perfect. stop until you get it oh. Okay, I'll put you back on hold. Can you do that for us? Um, Andrea Horvath uh, came out uh, guns ablazing today uh, at Doug Ford, basically saying that he lay, you know, he simply rolled over, suggesting, in fact, that we should pay billions more in corporate welfare to save these jobs, even though the company is a multinational company. Why would we give billions to a multinational company? Again, anyway, here is that exchanging question period. But I have to tell you that in 14 years of being in this house, I've never seen a government roll over so quickly and throw in the towel on good jobs in this province. You know, Mr. Speaker, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback, sit there, Monday morning quarterback. But through you, through you, Mr. Speaker, the first thing I talked to the president of GM last night, the first thing I said is, what can we do? What do we have to do? And he said, the ship has already left the dock. We've given billions to the auto sector. We've given billions to Bombardier, which, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a joke how much we've given them. And time and time again, Jamie, we are left with absolutely nothing. Nothing. A, why are we paying for employment in this country? That's not job creation. And B, why don't we ever have conditions on these damn lo- these giveaways? 
Yeah, so I kind of want to pick up on Andrew Horvath's line. She said she's never seen anyone act like this in her 14 years in the legislature. That's yeah. because she's only ever served under the <laughs> McGinty win liberals until this form government, where more often she was cheering them on to give out more and it wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's looking for a uh, the re- reinvention of the Lada to be named after him and hopefully have some un- nationalized Ontario <laughs> industry. Yeah, but uh, Ms. Horvath was just about as, about as bad as Jeremy Dias today. Yeah, here's the thing, Andy. I mean, look, they are giving false hope to a lot of people, suggesting we should spend billions more uh, to create jobs. That's not job creation. I don't know. I, I nationalized industry does not work. It doesn't work in Europe. It doesn't work in England. It doesn't work in Canada. So, I mean, I dismiss this as just a socialist point of view. And, you know, it, it's like a snack cracker. You absorb it and move on because there is really nothing there. It doesn't just doesn't work. The fact that anybody in their right mind. I, I used to have GM as a client and walking in there, this was about 18 years ago. It was one of the scariest things you could do. As you walked down the halls, they all had glass offices, and they were all nervously looking over their shoulder. And every decision that they made was not about making a good decision. It was about covering their asses and keeping a job. And that's why GM is where it is today, and why Ford has moved on, because they reinvented themselves. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, Jamie, we are going to have a job, a, an announcement, a funding announcement tomorrow by the feds and the province for Maple Leaf uh, foods, it's supposed to create another fifteen hundred dollars or fifteen hundred jobs, but again, it's going to cost us thirty-one million dollars in federal and provincial wealth, uh, corporate welfare. I don't understand when it just became a thing in this country. It's just expected. It's a great question. Uh, I don't know to support it, and I think you need to have more politicians with the courage to stand up to it. We ultimately cannot be subsidizing our way to prosperity. If the federal government is looking for something that it can do to actually help inject a ton of investment into the economy and create jobs, including a lot of discretionary spending on the consumer side of things so they can buy things like GM cars, perhaps they should build a pipeline to the West Coast and Northern <laughs> Gateway like they pulled back, like the twinning of yeah. the Trans Mountain Pipeline or the Energy nice. East Pipeline, and we can be benefiting from that in this country. Country. Uh, private sector investment was willing to get all those shovels in the ground to build those pipelines, and government got in the way. It's so true. It's just we overregulate everything to the point of making ourselves completely, completely uh, uncompetitive. And yet, uh, the looniness came out within minutes of today's uh, finalization that GM said, Yeah, we're going. The Toronto Star asks, Is it time to give serious thought to creating the country's first Canadian owned automaker? Are they nuts, Andy? I mean, what, we want nationalized everything? Are we Venezuela? Nationalized pipelines, nationalized auto sector? The only person, that, the only government that ever built a successful car industry is sadly Hitler with Volkswagen, <laughs> right? Um, no, I, I, I have no words for anybody that would be the stupid, and stupid seems to be the word of the day today. I mean, you, you can't take on an expertise that you don't have. Hire people for this business that you don't understand and know who you're hiring to run a successful business with it's going to fail yeah and perhaps the stronic family they're a uh, large auto parts manufacturer relatively here in the gta with a long history in the industry gm's clearly going to have some assets they're looking to sell in the uh, eastern portion of the gta perhaps they want to take a step but even they uh, step not a taxpayer's penny should go into it but they came out in the spring with a dire warning saying hey we are at a a real turning point here and we don't like what we're seeing so i can't imagine what a company like magna is looking at with gm waltzing out i mean Go ahead, Andy. Here's, here's what it is. I think the take cars. The whole industry right across the board has changed. And if, and it's a massive if, 
if the government is going to invest in technology, say the car to use as the example, you've got to look at the market. The market is no longer the big three or just the Koreans. It's Tesla. It's Apple. Well, who's buying Tesla? Google. I mean, we have to subsidize. Again, we have to subsidize it. Well, that's over. That, that was, yeah. that's it. But they're, they're successful across the world. These are the new car manufacturers. And if, if, we, if we're going to invest in anything, we need to invest in innovative technologies that we can be world leaders in. Not, you know, looking behind their heads and saying, gosh, we've got, got a, a, you know, a fuel injected engine now. Right. But again, this is the fine print that could have gone into the bailout back in 2008. No one's going to fault McGinty or Harper for putting in that bailout. We needed it. It saved us. But again, there should have been fine print in this, Jamie, to say, we'll give you the money. But the automakers have to update themselves and bring in uh, the kind of technology and research that we can be part of the future of automaking. And again, no fine prints. Just here's the money. Uh, that's actually not entirely true, Alex. There was some fine print. And actually, if you listen to what GM yeah, and itself, they forgave the, the loans. Line, yeah, it was the fine print of, oh, don't worry about paying it back. Uh, if you listen to what actually the GM had to say today in terms of their announcements, they actually have invested in innovative and R&D facility in Markham, including of which operations are including in Oshawa, that I believe touches on their Maven kind of car sharing platform and is looking for future so autonomous vehicles. Uh, the kind of R&D aspect of the industry is obviously very different from mass vehicle yeah, but production. It, it, but they have invested in that sort of thing. I think if you look at where Canada can kind of get this stuff better. We need to do a better job of not only incentivizing genuine research and development innovation, but also look at what Canada's IP strategy is so that we can continue to reap the benefits of this R&D for time to come. And that doesn't only apply to the auto sector, that applies to every sector. No kidding. Uh, last word to you, Andy. Uh, you know, the, the car industry is not the same anymore. It, yep. It's not four wheels and, and an engine. Well, it's a gigantic operating system. I've been in a Tesla and it is an electric platform like a go-kart with a massive iPad on there, and it's about software. And, and that's what we need to invest in. And, and Waterloo and Markham do very, very good jobs in that. Maybe if we're going to give grants to somebody, it should be some of those companies. Maybe, but why don't we just not give money away? Why don't we just create? Why don't we just create a business atmosphere that's competitive, like lower tax rates? I don't know. I'm you, just crazy you like give that. Give me money, Alex. I, I don't have any money. It gets all taxed away. All right, guys, I got to leave it there. But thank you. Thank you to Andy Stinton and to Jamie Ellerton for joining us on this night. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.